1: Damn. These.
0: Every old night.
1: And I ain't never met a river boat either that could ever be a friend of mine.
0: Nope.
1: summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble, trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my nose. And
0: i see, see you about right another
1: time. This highway does not know my name. Don't care, nope. no, I don't care. in my way for another place, and I got three
0: right to the hook right here.
1: Just a white line to get out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep this
0: low budget live not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle tennessee and it's good to be back in southern middle tennessee after being in the land of wisconsin for a couple days for the mpfl up there in the mpfl studios fixed production studios and this is the podcast for february the fourth monday february the fourth and we've clicked on by into another month you bunch of low lifers you bunch of low life and son of a guns out there. Hope you're doing well. And if you are uh, wondering, like this is your first time and you're like, what? And the, this insulting. What the? What did he just? What did he just call us? You're a low lifer. That is what the listeners of this program refer to themselves. That's what I am. I'm a low lifer because of the people of this show. We're all in this together, man. Even if you don't. Even if you like didn't intentionally mean to be here. You're now a low lifer. I'm sorry. It just happens. It's very contagious. It's very contagious from what I hear. So welcome, low lifers new and old. Appreciate y'all joining. Uh, goodness, you know, got, got lots of things to talk about. Got a great guest, but I want to start the show today on a little bit of a, uh, a, a somber note. You know, um, the bass fishing community is very tight-knit for all the drama and all the crazy that goes on. It is a very tight-knit community, and one of our own is very much, um, going through it right now. And Sonar, many of y'all know Miles, uh, Berghoff, and he's been around a long time, man. He and I kind of, we've, we've ran parallels in the industry for a long time around the same age. He's had TV shows. He's, he's been on the flw tour he has fished the bassmaster opens he's just been around for a very long time he used to work for bassfan.com doing a lot of different things he's just invested himself in the sport of bass fishing for a long time very 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 good human being great guy and him and his lovely bride um have a baby girl riley and i just got this news right as mpfl was winding down I started seeing this, hearing this and, um, Riley has been diagnosed with something called neuroblastoma and sweet little girl smile that, uh, can absolutely just light the world up. And you know, that's something as a parent, you never want to hear that your child is going to fight something as terrible as, as anything to do with cancer. And, uh, the fishing community has rallied around him. I was able to talk to Miles and I text a little bit. I, I reached out. I want to want to do something through the show. I want to, you know, the lowlifers are a rowdy bunch and they're a loyal bunch, and I think together we can uh, we can certainly help this family. They've got to they've got a me going, and uh, right now they are uh, as I record this, they're at St. Jude's. They just got there they are, uh, fixing to begin this battle and they're in the best place for the best care for sweet Riley. But you know, that's not easy. That's not easy. It's, and it's, it's not, it's not inexpensive, um, to live away from home like that. They they have no idea how long any of this will take and and only time will tell. Uh, but I do know that the fishing community has, they've rallied this GoFundMe has raised a lot of money and that's fine. GoFundMe, My only issue with GoFundMe sometimes is is they do take a percentage. So, Miles and his family, they're not going to get all of it. They're going to get a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's up around like over $80,000 now. Incredible, man. Incredible. The fishing community is amazing. So, Miles made a video about this. It's on his YouTube channel. Go watch it. Go look at his social posts. But uh, the Triple Threat and I, Marissa D., we've been talking about this. We're going to try to do something. Uh, through with you low lifers. So be paying attention to my social media this week and then uh and then maybe next week we talk about this. Kinda let the dust settle. You know, see what they need. See what they need over there. But man, you've got to eat out every meal when you're living in a in a city that, that, you know, is you're not home. You're gonna be eating out a lot. You're gonna need, you know, they got they may have hotel expenses. There are a lot of things and I know, listen, that money from the GoFundMe is great, but There are lots of other ways I think we can help. And right now they just need your thoughts and your prayers, good vibes, whatever you want to send their way. Trust me, they need it. They're in a fight and, uh, and sweet Riley deserves all the support she's getting. And miles, one of the good guys, he is certainly one of the good guys. And and man as a, again, as a father, as a girl, dad as well. I I just can't imagine what they're going through with that sweet baby. So, um, hate to, you know, it's, it's a reality that we like to have a lot of fun on this show and we're going to have fun today, but, um, it's hard not to, to just, uh, you know, your heart goes out to miles and and his wife, Katie and everything that they're going through, but we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm, I'm, we're going to work on that. We want to do something, uh, something beyond what's going on and something from the low lifers. So, Got some ideas. My wife is, as you know, as you know, the triple threat is very creative. She has a lot of good ideas, and uh, we've talked about it a lot today. and And so, stay tuned on that. Again, let the dust settle. They've got a lot going on. This is very fresh news, and and you know, thinking about Miles and his family right now. Um, also, I gotta say. Again, it's, it's, it's crazy. This bass fishing community, it's, it's big, but it's also very small. And when tragedy strikes, it's, it's, it's just, I feel like it's, you know, who it happens to, even if you don't know them. Like I know miles, you know, uh, the young man from, uh, WKU that passed away in a boating accident, practicing for the event there on Lake Murray and, uh, Jonathan Bryan going bass fishing, man he going bass fishing, has a, has a boat wreck and is no longer with us. And and that's just brutal, dude. It's just so, such a reminder. We get caught up in all the things, like I said, we'll talk about bass fishing tournament craziness this week on the show and, and like we always do, but it's just a, uh, it's a real stark reminder that, that this thing is short. And, um, again, as a parent, I can't imagine getting that news when my little boy went to go fishing and he didn't come home. I just can't, I can't imagine that. So my heart goes out to his family, to his teammates, to everybody in that college fishing community. You know, I was, uh, when I was in college and I've told this story many times, but when I was in college, I really got a wake up call. The water can, uh, it's, it's where I go to find peace, but it can also, um, be very dangerous. It can And I was down on the Tennessee river and I, and I, I happened to come across a, a boat that had capsized. It's a whole story. And I, I don't really know that I've ever told the full thing on LBL. But but I saw firsthand that day at 19 years old what it can do. And I, I saved um, a man by the name of Robert Justice. And his, uh, his partner had passed away. And I saw that firsthand, man, what the water can do. And it changed me. It changed me forever. I, I have such an immense respect for what can happen. And you need to be wearing your life jacket. You need to pay attention, pay attention to things like wind advisories, fog advisories. Like we're all very fragile in the grand scheme of things. So it's tragic, man. It, it It's, it's, you know, makes me want to puke. It does because there are so many good things going on in this fishing world right now. But man, that one, uh, that those, those two have got me. There's no doubt about it, but, but, uh, thoughts and prayers to, to both of those families and, and, um, uh, you know. Goodness gracious! It's all all I can say. It's it's just uh, it's this week was so positive. NPFL was so so good, and you had the Bassmaster Open. The you know Scott Martin breaking records and so many crazy things happening in the sport. And then uh, these two stories really you know just really got me. But want to open with that today. Appreciate y'all listening, and um, and we move on. We're gonna move on. And uh, thoughts and prayers to all those folks. All right, that Bassmaster Open. I gotta say, Lord have mercy, Scott Martin, Scotty Too Hoty, as I have referred to him for so many years, much to his uh, disappointment in life. But Scott gets a big win in Cluiston at the at the marina named after his father down there, defending the home turf. Thirty pound average breaks the three day record set by Byron Velvick, I believe, back at Clear Lake, and I was young. Uh, A lot younger than I am now. When that happened, but I think Byron had a three-day total around eighty something, around those, uh, around that weight range, and and incredible man Lake Okeechobee to see those kind of weights. And I know Lake Okeechobee they they made it look easier than it is. I I, several friends that were in the event. it, It wasn't a cakewalk. It's not the Lake Okeechobee of old, even though it does kick out huge weights. It does have the 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 big bass still swimming around in it, but there's not as much vegetation. The water's crazy high. So many things have changed with the big O, but man, I I watching some of the clips, I didn't get to see Ronnie and, and Greg Hackney's coverage because I was doing my own with Fat Cat in the MPFL studios there. But my the number one thing I miss about fishing pro tournaments, especially the FLW tour, is that Okeechobee kickoff we used to go there a lot and I had some success at Okeechobee I've always kind of jived with that lake I I, I enjoy the challenge of trying to unlock that giant body of water and and it's just the fish move in and out you you hear them these are fresh fish these are fish that just moved in off the lake there's a different wave coming in and it was so cool texting back and forth with Ronnie Moore and talking about well Scott's catching like two you know one and two pounders early and then once it heats up a little bit he catches two nines and a seven and that's how Florida rolls man you can go down one stretch and catch little ones and when it warms up a little bit those big ones start biting it's just a magical place Okeechobee is a magical place it is a legendary fishery and it deserves to always be one of those greatest bass fishing lakes it, you know, it's just it's a dude you can see it on the freaking weather map right like it, it's that's what my dad used to say it's it's the big o it's the big o and uh, you know scott and his family of course just you know legends on the lake down there but he also is fighting for the lake they they need uh they need some government assistance the water levels are all crazy the grass is being destroyed on the lake and, and if they don't do something unfortunately I'm afraid that uh, Okeechobee won't be what we've always known it and man seeing some of the pictures like 100 over 100 boats and one big flat because all the fish are ganged up and in, in a couple two or three different areas which is not just too different than it's always been but there was so much grass that that didn't really matter there was a lot for everybody to fish but Everybody was on top of each other for the most part, and that, that was very challenging, 225 boats following the Toyota Series. Those fish are getting hammered. But uh, obviously fresh waves moving up, and the guys caught them. Very good. But Okeechobee, just one of those places that I always think about, you know, January, February, March. You want to be down there. It's cold here. Get down there. You hear the birds. You got the sun on your back. you seeing gators and those big, large mouth swimming around everywhere, eating your cricket. Whew. I miss it, man. I miss it. Uh, So those clips that I got to see, awesome. I'm sure so many of y'all watched that live coverage as well. Shame on you if you weren't watching NPFL, though, damn it. Fantastic. I don't blame you. 90 pounds, it's incredible. Got to say a huge shout-out to my little buddy Sammy George. He made the top 10. Also, Easton Father Gill from LBL this fall, the college bracket champ going to the Classic. He made his first Bassmaster Open top 10. His uh, college roommate as well, Bo Browning, Stephen Browning's son, made it as well. It's it's a youth movement, man. There's a youth major, major youth movement. That's one of the topics of this podcast this week. You're gonna hear that a lot, but it's, there's a major youth movement happening, and we've seen it. We are seeing it, uh, whether it be Bassmaster Opens, NPFL, BPT, or the Elite Series. We're seeing it. It is definitely that that those younger guys, they are uh, coming in hot to say the very least, and I want to give one more shout out, one more shout out to Randall Tharp, vintage Honey Badger, the clips I saw him doing work at Okeechobee, holy cow, that took me back, that took me back, and you know, on a week where MLF got hammered by so many different things, still had a good event, but got hammered, you know, Tharp was glad to be down there on one of his home ponds from back in the day, just doing work, and he ends up third place, catches a 10-pounder, hell of a way to start the eq season so bassmaster open was on stinking fire absolute fantastic tournament down there and uh and we had us one at logan martin too i'll get to that in just a minute but first i want to thank the sponsors and look i want to say last week for some reason people are like you talk for 20 minutes about sponsors and and we we are lucky to add gill into the mix but uh but that's that's not the case. I've never talked for twenty minutes about sponsors. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do this week. I got a timer right here. Got a timer right here. Sponsors are important. I'm going to try to keep the sponsor reads to thirty seconds. So two minutes. We got thirty seconds each sponsor. I'm going to set a timer. We're going to do this. But the sponsors are very important to this show. This is free content. If you enjoy it, and so many of y'all do. I'm just talking about a few of the negative, you know, just whatever's out there. They're going to be pissed off no matter what. But I, I do appreciate, I see the ones that support the sponsors of the show. I, I get emails when the codes get used and there are a lot of y'all and it's, and I, I'm grateful for that, but that's what makes this all happen. You know, this, you know, MacBooks aren't cheap. <laughs> Equipment's not cheap. Cameras aren't cheap. And Hey, look, maybe y'all don't care about lighting and studios and all that, but it's we're going into the seventh year of this thing. I keep trying to push it to make it better and better and better. And, uh, and you know, and it's still low budget. I'm a one man band. So, sponsors are very important. So, I thank y'all for not complaining and listening. And if if you don't want to, guess what? Just go fast forward, get to the other side, and you're done. I did more explaining about why I got to do sponsor reads than actually reading sponsor reads. Gillfishing.com. How about that? fishing, They want to give you a gift just because you're a low lowlifer. If you spend $100 on gillfishing.com maybe get you one of those fitzroy puffer jackets as i like to call it it's a puffer with a hood it's a hooded puffer keeps you very warm i love it i wear mine way too much at this point they got rain suits they got beanies they got gloves they got shoes they got a little bit of everything you can use code lbl gift to get a free beanie right now just for being a low lifer and spending a 100 at gillfishing.com 33 seconds right there how about that pro guide batteries pro that's where you can find all the new ProGuide lithiums including the lithium cranking batteries but you can go old school you can get that agm if you want it 31 series agm cranking battery is an absolute animal juggernaut to go maybe mix a match get you some of the lithium trolling motor batteries and an agm you do you you do you set it up the way you want to. You can use code LBL10. They're going to reward you for being a low lifer and give you 10% off at ProGuideBatteries.com. 32 seconds. Moving on. Baitworks.com. Springfield, Missouri's based online tackle. Just, I mean, if they ain't got it, you don't need it, but they're the official retailer of the MPFL and they're the exclusive online retailer for the lob power finesse jig it's got lbl the logo right there on the package seven fish catching colors trocar hook that's custom finer than frog hair skirt material you can get it there and you can use duncan-10 and let them know you're a low lifer and get a deal on everything they have at bait-wrx.com 34 seconds ran over a little bit last but not least hang the imaginary banner Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas got that X21 Pro dropped off at Sonar Pros, getting it rigged out right now. Got the 250 Yamaha show on the back of that bad boy, pushing it to an amazing whole shot. Great top end speed, 96 inch beam, stable fishing platform, more storage than you can shake a stick at. The X21 Pro LE. Go to a boat show, go to a dealer, go to ExpressBoats.com and check them out. Express Boats. Building excitement since 1966, 34 seconds. Moving on. How about that? Here we go. Take that. Take that 20 minutes. A sponsor reads my ass. How about that? All right. All right. Now we can get, now we get in a groove. Now we can get in a groove. More MLF woes. Some warranted, some not. They bring so much on themselves, Right. We see this time and time again. Uh, I guess people missed the memo. It was very, yeah, Let me back up. It was very obvious that people missed the memo. I remember seeing this at some point during all the 47 press releases about all the changes, about the changes, about the changes, and then the, the, then the other changes that they did uh, back in the offseason. But uh, apparently a lot of people missed the fact that they were not going to broadcast the first two days of live. All right, some thoughts on this. It's definitely a money-saving tactic, right? You'll see people going, oh, they're completely fine, and it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with money. It's why Marty Stone's gone. It's why they cut Rob Newell's stuff back. It's it's why they are uh, cutting two days. It's why they're cutting anglers, right? Like, bottom line, period, end of story. Things are tight. And I can speak from experience on that because in PFL, we did live coverage all three days the first year. The first year we elected to stop doing that because we saw it as a waste of money. It's hard to tell the story. There are no standings to go off on, on day one. And you're just out there picking eight anglers to cover 10 anglers. At the time we had 10 camera ops and you're, you're just out there trying to do the best and Bassmaster does it. And sometimes they hit home runs and sometimes they don't. Cause you're just trying to go, this guy's a local favorite. This guy's this, this guy's that it's tough. It's very tough. Now, I will say MLF does a good job of moving cameras around because of the score tracker based on who's catching them and all that on day one. But so it's twofold. It's financial, and then it's very hard to tell a story. Uh, I think they did a piss-poor job in letting people know that was coming other than just the press release, and that's kind of how they do things, and that's fine. But whoever runs their social media, maybe I know them. I don't know. I know a lot of people that work there. It's the most tone deaf, like when when Jacob Wheeler kicks off the day with an eight pounder and you screenshot the score tracker and that's what you give the people when you're not airing it live and dude, you are just throwing gas on their fire and their Facebook was lit as the kids say with comments and normally dude, there'll be a few squeaky wheels. No, this was all squeaky wheels. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people were like, hell, I would love to watch it. I would love to watch it. They got they got beat up for the first two days over that, you know. Um, should have done a better job, and I'm sure somewhere somebody there was like, yeah, we might have should have explained this a little bit better, and then it would have kind of eased some of that. I mean, the good news is though it's probably the most interaction they ever had on social, and and uh, people clearly wanted to watch it. <laughs> they were chomping at the bit to watch it. Now, that being said, once they did go live. They started sharing their forward-facing sonar like we did at NPFL last year with a little picture-in-picture deal. And then they started getting killed over that. <laughs> so they can't win because people were like, we really want to watch. And then they were like, you suck for showing us forward-facing sonar. <laughs> it was amazing, dude. And <laughs> I'll say they have a lot bigger fan base than MPFL at the moment still. Uh, and uh regardless of what's going on and, and and rightfully so dude some of the biggest names in the sport are over there and uh and some of the biggest names in the sport are over there and boy Duckett, you know and uh <laughs> and it's just amazing that uh we got when we rolled that out last last fall at lake eufaula just just experimenting with that forward facing sonar coverage which makes me Enjoy it more to be honest because I i mean, I feel like I'm in the boat because I like fishing with forward facing sonar. Now, look, I'm a meat and potatoes dock, skipping square billing, like I like to be up on the bank. That's cool. Uh, I've also offshore fished my entire life using side imaging once it came out, but mapping and you know, the whole nine, like Tennessee River guy, y'all know this. But I do like forward facing, I do, I do. I like to crappie fish with it, I like to catch back. I get just as excited when one bites my crap when I'm looking at him on that as I do whenever I'm flipping a bush to be honest but now I understand why people don't like watching it from a commentator's standpoint I watch hours of it I get it I get it especially if the angler is like really dialed in on what he's doing and he's not paying you any attention you being the viewer and he's not breaking it down that sucks it does suck because he's he's super dialed but I like watching people catch fish too. So if it makes them catch more fish, entertain me, right? We've discussed all this on the show. Uh, But dude, in the MPFL, when we rolled it out, people were like, amen, way to jump ahead of this. And then people to them were like, we hate you. It was incredible, man. It was incredible. So some of the woes are warranted, some not. I saw Andy Morgan, the goat one of the greatest to ever pick up a rod and reel, he made a post. He had missed the 20 cut, and he said, I didn't know that, which it wouldn't have mattered. He didn't make the 20 cut. Top 20 got paid, but they started taking the top 10, and it used to be top 20, to the knockout rounds. So 10 from group A, 10 from group B, keep up. I don't have any poster board to show you. But he's like, just yet another change, and Andy kind of made a – uh he's most of the time andy keeps it pretty pretty pc on his social media gives you updates you know he's not trying to stir the pot necessarily and uh he was very outspoken about changes and things and then there were other mlf pros in the comments saw zach burge make a post about the uh the live coverage so did anybody miss live today and it was just like it's crazy man it's crazy they just can't get out of their own way and i know there are pros over there obviously loving life living big getting coverage doing all the things there there are good things happening there i will say that but there are a lot of guys fixing to get left out in the cold as we've discussed and uh it's it's wild times right now with all that you know wild wild times now did they have a good tournament i didn't get to watch any of it shout out to dustin connell for just being a freaking animal like always alton jones jr getting him a top 10 jesse wiggins getting him a top 10 jacob wheeler getting yet another top 10 he just wakes up in the top 10 i feel like uh drew gill drew gill a young pro don't know a lot about drew other than his finishes and he is obviously one of these young guys that is here to stay here to stay Uh, My buddy Wesley Strader had a good event out there at Toledo Bend, but it was all live scope from the clips I saw, 99% of it, and from all the uh, griping and moaning and complaining that I saw. So, Godspeed, MLF, with everything. Uh, MPFL, we did not have very much live scope. And now I will say second place pro Baitworks Brock Bela, Triple B himself, made a big charge up the leaderboard, ends up in second place. He was shallow scoping, as he called it, but he was great on camera, breaking down what he was doing for the folks at home and for us in the studio. And uh, it was not monotonous, and it was not boring, and he caught a lot of fish. But we had us an old-school, square-billing, chatter-baiting, jig-flipping, muddy-water spinnerbait fest on the Coosa River at Logan Martin, Oxford, Alabama. And I got to commentate, if y'all didn't get to see it, shame on you, but I got to commentate David Fritz throwing a crankbait on day two. He was in the top ten. And I just, at one point, I just had to look at Fat Cat, and I was almost just, when we were like an hour in to the first day of coverage there on day two, just blown away, man. This life is a wild ride. It is a wild, wild ride, and it is one that I just cannot say thank you enough to Whoever. <laughs> All you low lifers. I mean, goodness gracious for giving me these opportunities. Twelve year old me, I was just kept pinching myself over and over and over. And then I'm I'm reading the standings on showdown Saturday, the final day, and it's like I'm Tommy calling out Tommy Biffle's name. Like, what? What? But we had us an old school derb and Fritz got him a check. Tommy Biffle got him a check. Veteran pros like Pete Pons were in the mix. You know, we had some surprises. John Cox hang on now. Got that old Cox watch, finished out of the daggum money. Didn't get him a check. Patrick Walters didn't get him a check. Now, Drew Cook, who I had on the show last week, made a big jump with a 20-pound bag the last day and snuck up there right outside of the top 10. But it was all about Will Harkins, the young Georgia pro, who absolutely crushed it last year. Brock Belafish is second. We got a lot of new faces. We had some legends in the mix. Got to commentate Kyle Welcher. Have him break it down. So many of y'all joined us though. I got messages. I got I saw the comments, saw the feedback, and I appreciate everybody that gave us a chance. They're trying new things from a production standpoint. Very cool. The multi-view, it was uh, kind of a scary week anytime you try something new, but it was it it all went very smooth and it was a lot of fun. So everybody that watched, thank you so, so very much and thankful uh, for you know the NPFL giving me the opportunity to do that another year. Every time fat cat and I do one we say the same thing. we did it again. We got to do it again and and, and that's how I view it. it's life is uh, very good right now and it is uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun'm I'm, I'm blessed and grateful that is for sure. A lot of new names though and uh, and somebody very familiar to the NPFL, like Luis Fernandez. Coming in the, you know, in the top five at Jesse Millsaps who fished with us the first couple of years. He's back this year. He got he got another top ten. Todd Goad, the progressive angler of the year from last year. If you're not keeping up with that dude and his stats, my goodness gracious, shame on you. He had six top tens last year. Well, guess what? We added 50 more anglers to the field, some more Stone Cold fish catchers. And guess what? Todd Goad went out and did. Oh uh, yeah. His seventh top ten in a row. Seventh top ten in a row incredible absolutely incredible but speaking of incredible the old school derby that we did have was was a pleasure it was an absolute pleasure but a young soul was able to win it this young man is a very versatile angler and he's a problem he's a problem in the bass fishing universe but in a good way i think he's a legend in the making if he as long as he wants to do it we started covering him last year. Let me run you through a stat line right here. Okay, first event at Pickwick, twenty eighth place. Man, whatever. Second one at Wright Padman, twenty second. And whatever, just right outside of check range. We ain't even talking about him. We had heard a lot about him, but we're not talking about him yet. Go to Santee Cooper. He's on live with us. Boom, finishes third behind Patrick Walters and Todd Go. We go to Saginaw Bay. Boom, seventh place. We go to Lake fall in September, ties for the win with Luis Fernandez, loses the tiebreaker due to the biggest single-day bag, finishes second. We go to Lake Lanier, he's leading it after day one with a 6'12 spotted bass, behemoth spotted bass on his home lake, doing what he does, giving us some dance moves, doing the harkey, as we call it. And then Patrick Walters, dream crusher, beats him there, finishes second. So this young man four top tens in the year finishes the season second place in the progressive angler of the year race in his first year fishing any of those lakes other than Lanier okay fast forward 2024 first event blows the doors off fishes out of his comfort zone he's a self-proclaimed finesse fishing fanatic he throws a crankbait in the mud catches some on a jig and goes on to win $100,000 in a shield in his second year at 22 years old. He is an old soul and I'm grateful he is here today to tell his story and for all you low lifers to get to know him a little bit better because you better you better get you get your, get your pen out, write this boy's name down. Trust me on that. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Harkins. All right, here we go. As promised, this newly crowned NPFL champion—a young man that's 22 years old. But trust me when I tell you, I look right at this camera, ladies and gentlemen, low lifers of all ages. This man right here is a veteran. Wheel Harkins, welcome to Low Budget Live, buddy.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me,
0: man. I am uh, I am ecstatic. You know, Fat Cat and I like to give you a hard time because you 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 are all business. You are you're very you're a humble young man you're you're but you're confident in your abilities but you are all business in it like you follow last year when you came up just i mean you didn't really come up short let's be honest i mean you tied yeah. for the win but you lose the tiebreaker you gave us a little you gave us a little dance move and we named it the Harky because we're idiots and you're like yeah. you do live you go i don't know what the, i don't know what the is has yeah. anybody told you other than me fat cat and big al to do the Harky? do you hear that
2: oh and yeah what? yeah all the time now yeah, I I'm appreciate sorry. it. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, because you don't strike
0: me as a dancer, but I'm like, dude, look at this. Will's cutting. wheels cutting loose, man.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm not a dancer at all.
0: <laughs> well, we lo- we love it. We love to give you a hard time about it because it's, uh, dude. When you, the coolest thing about life for us mm-hmm. is, and and like most of the fans at home, is when you do get to see somebody. On that run, like you're on right now, but you get to see their their decisions as the day goes on, but then you get to see that emotional roller coaster too, right? Yes. You get to see the little harky dance, but also like yesterday mm-hmm. for us, of course, we're rec- recording this on Sunday okay. afternoon. Uh, but but yesterday on on Showdown Saturday, you blasted them early. You got on and you could see that confidence, and it was that nail in the coffin type mentality, and then you went through this crazy lull on live. Yeah. And we got to see you, you know, kind of processing it. And mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you: Was there a time where you thought you had lost it because you had a three-pound lead?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I thought there was no chance. Um, I left okay. the door wide open. You know, only having thirteen, fourteen pounds. Um, so definitely did not have the afternoon quality that I had had the last two days. Um, but I think I just ended up running out of fish, running out of places. Okay was the biggest thing
0: well yeah because we heard you and it's you know again from our wizard of oz view it's like he doesn't know that he's squarely in control of this (laughs) because you can't see the score but at the same time like in the afternoon before we went off live you seemed to me like you were a little bit concerned and kind of second guessing
2: absolutely yeah um you know each day it was kind of a, a real early morning bite and then real late bite so mm-hmm. I was really banking on that afternoon bite and I really thought, you know, to have two or three more chances at some better quality fish. Um, but not having that, you know, it was it was definitely stressful. Cause then you start thinking about running back through Santee and you follow and Lanier and it's just like, here we go again.
0: Well, um, that, that was gonna be one of my next questions is for for the folks that that don't keep up like they should, and shame on you. I'm I'm shaking my finger at you. If you don't, so last year I want to run you run you through Wheel's rookie year. Okay, he was 21. He's 22 now. His rookie year starts at Pickwick, 28th place, just outside the money. Of course, we got a 76 angler field, but he's he's up there in the top, you know, quarter of the field outside of the money. 22nd improves it right, patman to 22nd, still misses a check. Then he goes on a run that is insane. He goes third at Santee Cooper behind uh, Patrick Walters and Mr. Todd Goad. Then he goes seventh, second, second. But one of those seconds, he ties for first place with Luis Fernandez and loses in the tiebreaker. So I talked to you Thursday night uh, here at Logan Martin, and I'm like, how how are you processing this? And your confidence level to me, you were like, I just don't want to be runner-up. And hopefully, you said this to me before we hung up, you said, hopefully I can close this thing out. And you weren't leading the event then. And I hung up, and in fact, Kat and I were looking at each other. I said, That's a scary young man this week. Like, he's, I think he's, uh, he's certainly figured it out. So, so you were, I mean, you, for good reason, worried nobody wants to be the bridesmaid that many times.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, and you know, going into last year, if you had told me second, second, third, whatever, yeah, I would have been like, Yeah, please. Of course. Yeah. Were <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you get those emotions and it's like, dang it, you know, that it sucks. Um, Especially that tiebreaker, you know, happy for Louie, how it all worked out, Um, you know, but yeah, did finally, you know, I had one goal this week and that was to win, you know, to close one out finally. So after having, you know, that first day, you know, and like practice wise, I spent two days offshore first two days offshore. Yeah. I've only, I spent one day of pre-practice here, never seen the place before. Um, Spent the first two days offshore was not clicking. Um, like that's your deal,
0: not to cut you off, but that's your deal. You like all shore, you like finesse. That's, that's in wheels. Uh, that's in your, your crosshairs right
2: there. yeah. And pre-practice, I mean, you could catch 50 fish a day out there scoping no problem. Um, it was insane. So I was really excited coming into this event. Um, but after that first two days, you know, I was like, man, I've got to do something to survive. Um, so yeah, I had one good day of, of practice that third day, and I fished for about an hour and then I took the rest of the day and sat in the seat and rode the entire lake, just marking whatever looked good. So it was every day was such a learning process in the tournament because it was all water I hadn't fished before. Just, you know, what had looked good.
0: So you kept expanding as the event was going on. And we, we kind of saw that from, you know, from the live coverage. Mm-hmm. Now we did see you went back to your cat bank, as I called it, and it, yeah. turned, it turned into your duck bank. You had pets there yes, that showed yeah. up on Showdown Saturday. But it looked like you were you recycled that on Showdown Saturday and were able to catch some fish there like you did on Friday as well. But but yeah. you ditched the finesse fishing. You're like, that's another thing when I talked to you on Thursday night, you said. I'm having to throw that stupid jig some. You don't like a jig, which makes me laugh because I obviously, big jig guy. And uh, the square bill, you're like, man, I'm just, I I don't even have that many square bills. This is not my deal. But you, it it was like watching somebody that that was all they had ever done. And I think that speaks to your versatility and your talent because we saw the finishes last year Mm -hmm. and you couldn't have finished second in the progressive angler of the year race to a Todd Goad that had a top 10. At every event last year, had you not been versatile, uh, my question is this: so, so for you, I mean, dude, you say finally, yeah, whew, I finally got that big win, yeah, finally. And there are guys out there probably listening, like fifty years old, going, finally, what's this, <laughs> what's this kid talking about? Finally, but but yeah. you're right when you get on the doorstep of a win mm-hmm. in a major event like this, and you don't get to. Open the door, go through it, and close the door real fast. Sometimes yeah. you never know when those chances might come back. I and mean, you and I talked about that some last year, but dude, we kept saying, "Hey, you're gonna have more chances. You're gonna have more chances." And then we we uh, shoot the fireworks off. Hey, it's event number one of the 2024 season, and you get a win. Uh, but I gotta, I, I do have to ask you: Do you, are you feeling that? role that you're on kind of like kyle welcher's on one right now right from the bassmaster elite series last year started his year off again 2024 with us oh yeah Top 10 are you feeling that like your decision making do you feel like like you are i mean obviously you're making good decision but do you feel that confidence
2: yeah, it's such a day-to-day thing you know um you just gotta go out there and focus on the little things you perfect those little things you know it it turns into these better finishes and all um, so you just got to put your time in, you know, I watch probably 30 hours of videos per event, you know, and just research and so make sure all those little things are covered. Um, so I think if you do that, the finishes will follow. Um, but as far as, you know, going on a roll, I know at some point, we're going to have a down tournament. That's how fishing works. Um, but it's like been like it's a toil
0: or something. You're going to finish like, 12th.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, <laughs>
0: If that's the worst one you do this year, we're handing you another shield with progressive <laughs> AOI on it, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's the next goal for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even coming into this year, looking at the names uh, that jumped on, I was like, dude, there's no way. Yeah. It's, it just got five times harder, but to get it knocked out on the first one, I, it still hasn't sunk in. You know, it is, this crazy.
0: Well, and let's talk about that. So, so, we're we've got some stone cold fish catchers in the MPFL since 2021 we've known that you were one of them that we kind of introduced to the bass fishing world we're grateful that you let us tell your story this is kind of where you decided to launch your professional career now this year we had 76 boats last year we had 52 this year or, or 50 or so new anglers and some of them uh, you know, I, you can throw the word legend out there for sure. A lot and a couple of those legends were in contention after day one. Then you've got these legends in the making, like a Kyle Welcher, like a Drew Cook, the Patrick Walters, who did indeed crush Will Harkins' dreams yeah. two years, two two events last year. But man, you were you were trading licks with him, no doubt. And we got to see that that talent level is there. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it. So for me, that's something Fat Cat and I talked about as well. I know, I know what that means. It means a lot to me to see you get that win in that field that's a bigger field, right? Cause it, and I don't want to say nobody's criticizing or judging like that's a smaller field. Yeah, he had a great year. But for me, it's like, I've been telling y'all this young man right here is the deal. And then for you to beat, you look down that list, man. lord have mercy i know i know you got to be proud i know you're a very humble young man but i know when you look down through there and you got to go oh boy yeah what did i just do because it's impressive dude
2: absolutely no it's definitely a little sweeter than it would have been last year yes let's go that's what i'm talking about yeah a little bit
0: sweeter a little bit (laughs) sweeter oh yeah And, and and you ended up of course lewis uh Shout out to the Bass Warrior. He big eyed him a little bit in Way Live Tracker. He was giving us a heart attack because we're like, oh, oh, no, he's he's gonna, oh, is he gonna do this again? What are we? What's fixing to happen? And uh, and he ha- he was a little light. And, and look, great event ends up in the top yeah. five. But let's talk about one of your competitors, a fellow young angler, Brock Bila, Triple B as I call him, Bait Works Brock Bila. I've known Brock for a couple years now. A fantastic young man like yourself but you told a story on live that you guys are connected through a fishing partner. And it blew my mind. Talk about yeah. that. I'm like, so the guy that you end up beating you're tied to.
2: Yeah, no, that was super cool. You know, coming into to the event and seeing his name, I, I mean, I recognized him. Um, yeah. He was my high school partners. Uh, Kobe Thompson was my high school partner. Okay. Uh, we fished a few years together. Uh, so he went up to Drury uh, University to fish collegiately and they were teammates up there together. So I had already, you know, heard about him and all. So it, it was kind of cool seeing that and having Brock up there too. So he's a phenomenal uh, angler, you know. He he will he will hoist a shield uh, one day. He is he is very in tune with a lot of those things. Um, so excited to see him up there and doing well. So some of these young guys, you know, showing a little bit, showing out a little bit against some of these other guys. So that was cool.
0: Well, well, let's, let's talk about that. The age, the age thing, you know, bass fishing has always been a sport that, you know, Oh man, doesn't matter if you're 80 or you're eight years old, you can get out there and catch a bass and you can, but it does, you know, you look at the, at what happened with us. You got yourself, Isaac Peavy house, you've got Brock in the mix. You've got, we've got young uh, Hayden Hammond fishing with us. You got Hunter sales. Um, I'm probably leaving out a lot, but, but we do, we've got so many young, young anglers fishing with us that do well but then you look at the Bassmaster Opens and you look at the top 10 from down at Okeechobee it's a lot of youth in there a lot of college anglers mixing it up then you look at the BPT right now it's the same thing there's a lot of young anglers so do you think and and I mean I think the the answer is obvious for a lot of reasons but youth's got an advantage right now
2: oh yeah for sure for sure especially I would say on the technology side of things, but really even Okeechobee and Logan Martin, those really didn't play uh, nearly as much. So it's you can't just blame it all on all the technology and the youth having it. No, they are phenomenal anglers, uh, you know, no matter how, how you're catching them. Um, so I think a lot of it is just that fire uh, of that youth, I guess, um, you know, get out there and just want to win. Um, so yeah, youth definitely has a big advantage right now. Um, and just, the world's at their fingertips, you know, all the, all the yeah. research, all the YouTube, all, I mean, there's a hundred million resources out there uh, for us to use. Uh, so I think you couple that with that fire and you've got the the results that you're seeing.
0: No doubt about it. And I think the numbers are on your side, not only from the years that are ahead of you, but, but from the standpoint of there are so many of, of you guys in that age class. And, and this is something my, my good friend of mine and I were talking about last night. When I was in high school many years ago, William, many years ago, uh, there was no high school fishing. I was made fun of for being a tournament bass fisherman by people I knew because uh, I, I stopped playing sports by like my sophomore year, and I was all about tournaments. My dad and I fished tournaments. And, you know, and, and the only thing I had to fish was really like the old red mans or, or oh, yeah. became BFLs as a co-angler and then fishers and men tournament trail with my dad and things like that. Yeah. We fished bass clubs. but. I was the only kid. I'd look around and I was like, all the old guys would give me a hard time. Hey, young dunk, little dunk, you know, whatever, because I was the only one. I knew nobody my age that fished competitively. Then I go to the University of North Alabama, which is now a powerhouse in the college fishing ranks. I knew one dude, (laughs) one dude that fish tournaments. And we would always joke, "Eh, that'd be cool if we had some college, you know, blah, 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 fast forward. to now you guys have there's middle school, there's high school, there's college. And you you your age bracket, and we've seen it from the guys like a Jordan Lee, like a Matt Lee, Justin Akas, uh, Lucas, uh Shane mm-hmm. LeHue, Brandon Cobbs, Trent Palmer. A lot of these guys came out of that college fishing ranks that are now veteran pros, but you yeah. guys are ready. Like out of the gate, you're ready. It's it's used to it was so funny to me. You're like, man, well, the veterans will beat them because they've been to these places eight times. You guys know more when you show up than <laughs> – you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's because of your dedication. Uh, like you said, 30 hours of video for each event. That's insane, man.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a full-time job kind of on the side. Uh, but, yeah, uh, man, the college ranks, I, I truly think that is the hardest level to compete at. I mean, you've got – a, this the field size is, you know, 250 boats yes. of these teams, but they are just – they are crazy good. I mean, you look at the weights of any college event. You know, even uh, they had one at Clark Hill this last weekend, and it took like 43 pounds or something for two days. Like, these guys are good and they can catch them. So that really does prepare you for the next level. Um, so I think a lot of guys coming out of the college drink are more pro-ready than they actually realize.
0: No, I, I would agree with that. So. When did your, because we we've covered you out here. You talk about high school angling and, and, and things and kind of, you know, you said, man, it's a lifelong dream, which is, you know, you've been wanting this since a, since a young age, I'm assuming, but when did this dream start for you? Like what triggered it? Did you get it from, from your dad, from an uncle, from a family member? Like what started this bass fishing obsession that led you to now, having a 100,000 extra bucks in your bank account in this beautiful shield and beat some of the biggest names in the sport?
2: Yeah, so kind of a two-part story, I guess. Um, so my grandpa kind of got me into it when I was three. He took me on the lake for the first time. You know, and I had grown up fishing since then. I'd always go to these Thursday old man tournaments. Okay. Uh, you know, everyone 60, 70, 80 years old is out there. You know, there, there wouldn't be more than 12 or 15 boats. Uh, but, you know, I grew up, I fished those every week. Uh, for years. And so that was, that was fun. Uh, but at that point, it, it never really occurred to me, you know, maybe I can make this a living. So that really kind of occurred come, you know, high school. So 17, 18 years old, my sophomore year, Union County, where I went to high school, uh, made a fishing team. So, you know, I hopped on and first year I was terrible. You know, we, we went to, I think three lakes. I think we, we sucked it up pretty bad. I didn't know anything. I was new at it um and granted this is only you know four or five years ago i,
0: I was gonna say will that's five years, if you're 17 that's five years ago when you're like yeah it's terrible bass fishing you know back in five years ago yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's you 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 got ahead of the learning curve at some point bud
2: oh yeah yeah so i mean the my senior year of high school i jumped on with kobe the the guy i was talking about that knows okay. Brock, um and they really helped me you know, we we went all over the place and fished. We still weren't great by no means. Um, we won a tournament or two here and there, um, but it wasn't – but they kind of got that fire lit. And so then college fishing came, and then I jumped in, you know, the BFLs. And the first year of the BFLs, I finished second angler of the year, common theme. Um, so <laughs> – and, and that was like, okay. You know, after that season, I was like, you know, maybe let's, let's try it again. Fished one more year of the BFLs, finished third AOI and had like three top tens or four top tens. I'm like, okay, you know, let's, that's when it really started kicking off thinking, man, maybe I can, I can do this. And like I said, at the time I had like four tackle boxes in the boat. I had six rods. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't, none of that was given, you know, that's all stuff I had to pay for or work for, Uh, bought my first boat. My dad helped me out. Um, so all of that has been self-funded. Um, and so you've kind of, you've got to learn quickly, uh, if you want to compete and make the best use of that time. Um, and then even around here, we have these winter trails and they are like some local sticks. Who mm-hmm. fish.
0: Not um, Lanier, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lanier, Chateau, Hartwell, you know, all these places. Um, so that, like I said, you've got to speed up that learning curve somehow. And so that's where all the research came in, the videos, the, you know, all that. Uh, So it's definitely been a very quick rise, I guess, um, the last two or three years uh, to get to this point. And even last year going in the NPFL, I was like, man, I just don't want to come in last. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting any of that, but so it's been good.
0: Yeah, it's been really good. And it's been good to be a part of it for us, man. I, I think that's my... It's my favorite thing about, about the MPFL from year one for us is we've given the bass fishing community, we, we've introduced some new faces and some new names that haven't been on other trails. I mean, some had, don't get me wrong. Like you're saying, BFLs, there were people that knew who Will Harkins was. But last year, man, by event three or four, we're going, what in the world? Like, nobody gave me these notes on a prep sheet that I need to be watching for, for the Harky to be <laughs> yeah. over. Like, nobody warned me that we're going to be talking about this guy every single event for the last four of the season. It was incredible, man. And, and, uh, but you're just, dude, you know, again, very humble young man, but you're a bright spot in this industry. And I I'm so grateful to know you. I'm grateful that you're on the MPFL and, and look, I was, I can't I can't pick favorites that's my, that's not in my job at the MPFL but I was so excited it was like a uh fa- in fact we were the same way and look I would have been just as excited for Brock and and anybody it's like when Luis Fernandez won last year I was oh, like yeah. let's go you know yeah. he's my guy oh but yeah when you hoisted that that trophy it was uh it was a special moment for all of us yeah and and now there was some uncertainty, though, right? Like you, you considered not coming back this year, right? And and doing some other things, maybe. I
2: really no, I, I mean, I was pretty set on coming back. Okay, okay. Um, last, you know, last year I needed to cash checks to come back. You know, right. if I didn't cash check, I wasn't coming back. Because, um, like I said, I was largely self-funded. Uh, so I got into college with a you know a full ride basically. So I used all of my college money to put towards the entry fees. Okay. So once that was up, it was up. So that really helped having those few checks. Um, so then I was like, okay, you know, that's that solidified coming back. Um, and I think this event certainly solidified the next couple of years.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah. Um, no, I mean MPFL, it's it's such a the biggest difference in any trail is is that family atmosphere. You know, you know you yes, you feel kind of intimidated seeing some of these names of people. But, I mean, every other person that you know is fist bumping you, giving you a hug, whatever, like they, they've they known you forever. Mm-hmm. It's cool.
0: Yeah, we feel that even on the, you know, working, on being on the team there, you feel that. We felt that from day one. And, and, unfortunately, I'm not at the events as much anymore like I was year one. But it was definitely that family atmosphere, boots on the ground. And that's the number one thing I hear, whether it be David Fritz, Tommy Biffle, Patrick Walters last year, John Cox, when they join us and they fish tournaments all over the place for many, many, many years, that's the number one thing you hear the most is they care about the anglers. It's a family feel amongst the anglers, even though it's die-hard competition once the bell rings. Oh yeah, yeah. But but everybody takes care. I mean, look, Brock Bela told the story. Jason Wilson, uh, who's a veteran MPFL pro, Brock, was, he's a, he's an old scoper. He's a he's a live scoper, and yeah. he his graph went out. Jason Wilson on the first day, let him borrow a graph and the kid almost ends up you know finishing second has a fantastic event with a borrowed graph that Jason's just like, yeah, man, I'm not using it here you go. That's the kind of things you hear over and look it's not that's not just conducive to the MPFL. It's the bass fishing community as a whole, I feel like uh, for the most part but but man, our guys, it seems like they take that above and beyond that's for sure. so yeah. what are what are wheel harkins? long-term goals now uh, a big one is getting that first big win so we check that sucker off the box it's off the list so what if if will Hawkins has a dream in bass fishing list what's on
2: that list man that's a good question um you know forever it was to win one of these events so now it's like I, yeah it's <laughs> i don't know where how to go up uh i mean obviously AO, aoi is in my mind the most prestigious Um, yeah, that's the most sought after because that's a year long thing. That's Mm -hmm. not a one tournament. Um, so anyone can get on a three day, three day roll, but it, it takes a year's worth of work there. Um, so that would definitely be my, my goal, uh, win AOI one of these years. And honestly, I, I was always more of a consistent guy. I never was the, the heavy hitter. Um, so to, so I really surprised myself by, you know, how close some of those wins were and finally getting one. Um, so AOI long term goal would be great. Um, and then just staying relevant in the industry, making an impact, uh, whether it be, you know, MPFL does an awesome job with all the outreach events. Yes. Um, we go to all of those. You know, I hand out bracelets and and baits and everything. So just continuing that impact um, would probably be the the biggest goal.
0: Yeah. Um, and you, you are, you're very strong in your faith and we've seen you at so many of those community outreach. And that's another cool thing that the MPFL does on the off day. But I, I, every time I, again, I'm not on site as much. And we run those pieces that the, the, the twin visuals crew films, and it's rare if you guys, no matter what they're doing in community outreach, it's rare that I don't see Will Harkins in those pieces out there, either talking to kids you know, working in the community to, to help out wherever we go. I see that. And then the next day I see your name way up there in the standings, man. So you're not spending all in the off day, working on tackle. You're actually out there trying to do good things, uh, yeah. you know, with your platform and it, and, and it's very, uh, it's very refreshing to see.
2: Absolutely. No, fishing is such a small part um, in a big picture. You know, if, if you're fishing for yourself, you're really not doing anyone a lot of good. Um, so being able to go, Um, And even if it's just making a a couple of people smile and making their day, you know, they, they may not remember you tomorrow. They may not care how you finish or, you know, keep up with bass fishing. Um, But that goodwill that you spread and those smiles is, is definitely a lot, a lot more lasting and refreshing than uh, you know, the money and the trophies and all. So just, that's what I encourage everyone to do is just go out and, and you said, it doesn't have to be much. It can be, you know, just a, hey, what's up, or, you know, spending 10 minutes with someone. Uh, but that impact is certainly more impactful on a bigger scale than than the money and the trophy and the finishes. Uh,
0: amen to that. And, and, dude, it's not hard just to be good to folks, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not hard just to be good. And, and I think with, like you're saying, you're out there, especially when you guys are dealing with kids and you're handing out baits, you you think back to your early days with your granddad. I mean, some of those kids that, that, that we interact with, they might not have that opportunity. So meeting a Will Harkins and him handing them a a pack of baits might change their whole path, man. They may You discover a love of bass fishing that leads them right where they need to be in life where they're the next MPFL champion. So I, I applaud you for always when they when there's a call to arms and they're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Your name is always on there. Like I said, I always see that. Will Harkins, I see that jersey. Uh you're you're always around those events, man. And 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 look, shout out to the NPFL for doing that. Leaving we try to leave. I say we, I'm not on site. I'm just going to take credit for it, uh, but they do. They leave their mark in every community. I feel like that we go to, and they try to to do something in a positive light everywhere they go. And it's great that guys, and we have several guys that are always. They're always going to be at those events, and you're certainly one of them, man. And and uh, and then you show up and show out on the water as well. So, yeah. um, do you have? Let me ask you this because I know. Listen, you're an MPFL MPFL pro, yeah, and and it's the National Professional Fishing League. This is year four. But do you ever sit and go, man? I want one of those classic trophies. Do you have? I mean, obviously, dude. Bass fishing, yeah. like, bass fishermen, like that's that's the crown jewel right now. I know you yes. got a chance at that NPFL crown jewel in a month, the first ever championship. Yeah. And I think you'll definitely be in the mix there. But do you think, like, long term goals, like what you know? Where does this career head?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, that's a great question, you know. I it's a tricky one too. It's a love it is, it is. Uh, you know, MPFL's got me started. Um, so I don't foresee making a jump anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm taking it year by year. Um, just kind of seeing where the industry heads. You know, a lot of changes have been happening. Um, but like I said, in the next few years, I don't foresee any any changes, but I mean, the classic trophy is definitely on every bass fisherman's mind. Of course, so, so I would not be against one bit going over there and, and trying continue. to hold that up. Yeah, trying to hold one of those up as well, man.
0: Well, I and you know, I think as the MPFL, you you got in at a, at a great time. I, I believe in year three, we've seen kind of this explosion this year, bigger field. Um, and I and I do I feel after this event, man, it there was so much positivity uh during the event and and immediately after a lot of fan love i'll be honest it's it's it feels great uh in year four the industry is starting to really pay attention i feel and yeah. you know we've got Yamaha's going to support us a little bit this year some service crew so and that, that's a big that may seem small small to somebody listening out there one of the low lifers but that's a big big deal for anglers especially you you've got one of those yeah. yammer hammers on the back oh, of the, like, your boat uh but I but i think that it's uh you're in it at a good time. And I think this thing is on a trajectory that is, and I don't want this to just seem like an MPFL commercial, but man, it's, it's on, it's, it's on the up and up. It's fun. Like it this is. year is we've had our, you know, the first couple of years, it was, it was a roller coaster ride, man. And but right where we're at now after event one headed into this championship, it's a, it's a good place to be. And I think for, uh, for whether anglers young or old and regardless of your goals, your, your dreams, in the sport of bass fishing is a really, really good tournament trail and platform between, and I'll, you know, pet myself on the back, but live coverage, you know, they, they, that's a big expenditure for them. And man, we've been able to bring so many anglers uh, to, to the fishing fans. And it's uh, again, like, like I'm just grateful to be a part of that. And I'm glad guys like you are, are as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, if anyone looking to get into the industry, you know, MPFL is a place to start. You know, it's, I don't want to say you can skip some steps, but you definitely um, can get that notoriety a lot quicker, I feel like, than than working through, you know, BFLs, Toyotas, competing in the opens. You know, that, that's, I mean, in and of itself, a, a gauntlet too. Um, so okay. definitely, um, you know, MPFL is great. It's it's definitely grown, and I feel like if they do stay on this trajectory that they're on, then, you know, it'll be one of the the household names for yeah. a long time.
0: I, I completely agree. And and you're right, not not necessarily to skip a step, but, like, if you want to throw that entry fee down and you want to see where you stand, especially on a year like this, and yep. you want to see where you stand with, uh, I don't know, some guy that's won a classic named David Fritz or some guy that's won a, you know, Bassmaster Angler of the Year last year and yep. Kyle Welcher and, or insert – all the other names here that are so fantastic this this year and since 2021 in the league, the the Luis Fernandez of the world that we've learned are dangerous with a rod and reel. It's a good place to go and say, all right, let's see where this stacks up. And if you can compete like a Will Harkins and like a Brock Bela have, you know, these guys have proven they can't. You can win some money along the way too. You got that hundred thousand uh, dollars. Are you gonna buy maybe some
2: dance lessons with that? Will? Huh. Oh no, I need to buy some fishing lessons. Really? <laughs> what?
0: Now, hang on. Now listen, listen. You can lay that on somebody else, buddy. You're not gonna get away with that on LBL. You're not gonna get away with that here. Like the only thing I think you need lessons with is probably your dance moves. But they're still better than mine. The harky is a is a craze. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a tick tock craze. It's gotta be.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not even on TikTok or anything, so I don't
0: know. I stay that way. I I'm not either. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. And I need someone to tell me what it is. Exactly. Yeah. I have yet to know the exact moves or whatever.
0: Listen, um, we don't know. We just fat cat and I, I um, you know, you don't get to watch us because you're always doing work with the Ron real. Uh, we're idiots. Okay. We're, we're we're idiots. We are self-admitted. We're both uh, we're not good for each other. Okay. We're, we're friends uh, in the studio and off. We talk all the time and he and I are dangerous combo for idiocy. So when something like that happens, our brains tend to be on the same wavelength. and we both really at the same time, are like, Ooh, what's that? And I dubbed it the harkey and I don't know why, and I don't know what it was. And it's just, we will beat, we'll beat a dead horse that oh, yeah. Horse.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's stuck for sure. <laughs>
0: oh, it's listen, it's there, bud. You are you for thirty years from now. I will see you somewhere and be like, do the harky. I mean, it's just I'll have a walker, and that's oh, what yeah, I do. yeah, Like trust me, it'll never go away. I, I am that dad in life. I will Gosh. wear it out.
2: I know. Now even the camera guy. Every time I would catch a fish, he's like, do the harky for everyone. Do it. Do it. I was <laughs> <I'm> like, dude. <laughs> Yeah. like I'm you, dude. Look yeah, one hundred grand. I oh, know. Catch a 12 incher to start the day off. Do the harky, you got one. Golly.
0: <laughs> You've derailed me. Oh my goodness. That's so great, man. I and because I keep telling back at him like, you know, Will's pretty straight laced cat. Yeah. I said and he's he's focused on what he's doing. And I said, I don't know that he likes us talking about his day food. <laughs> And the other night, Friday night, we were wishing you luck. I was like, hey, let's send Will a video. <laughs> we're doing stupid dance moves in the lobby of <laughs> waiting yeah. of a restaurant there. Uh, oh my goodness, man. That that made me uh that makes me laugh. But it was, it was just such a it was such a joyful like reaction when you were you fall and you start catching them and you did this just little I We're like, what? Hang on. <laughs> Because we hadn't seen that out of you. We we always yeah. see you positive and upbeat, breaking down what you're doing. And then we saw this that you were over the moon, excited, and you did you hit that little dance, and we're like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. We all have moves. And yeah, we don't know what it is. We I probably need to go back and look at that footage you do too from you following. We'll just yeah. or you know what? Become a marketing genius. Make up some dance moves, right? Like right. make it them, say, ladies and gentlemen, do a video on Instagram. This is the harky.
1: This is hey, the you know, Do it. Do we it. Can do that.
0: <laughs> Teach me how to harky. Yeah. Love it, man. We'll, uh, go dude, well. Uh, well, we appreciate you embracing our uh stupidity. Uh oh, yeah. we gotta talk about bass fishing for five hours. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's lulls like yesterday. You yeah. started the show with fireworks for an hour, and then nobody got a bite for like four yeah. hours, other than Brock Bela caught a lot of catfish, mm-hmm. and it was just after no joke, yesterday after 9 a.m. 9 30 it was it was a uh it was a day in the studio we oh, were talking all kind of nonsense we shouldn't have been uh for a long time because there was nothing nothing else to talk about oh, yeah um and we just kept because it was the opposite for you on day two and we kept talking about that yeah you didn't get on it early at all on day two you had on day one a little bit after the fog delay yeah but at eleven o'clock, dude. It's like we pull up on you and it was so funny. We hadn't checked in with you in a while. And they were the our director, Andy, said, Hey, who do you guys want to go to? And all the cameras are numbered. Yeah. And I threw your number up. So go to Will. We haven't been on Wheel in a while to check in with him. And right when we go to you live, you're like begging. It was a large yeah. that big largemouth. And I'm like oh, yeah. and I'm like, of course, mocking them through the glass and the control. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Told you we need to be on will and then you went on a tear. Like it was like, okay, yeah. sit right here for a while, guys. So oh yeah. That, but but you started the show. We had not gone live, and they had to bank all those catches, and we did this Will Harkins highlight reel really to to start the show. Yeah. And then it was like maybe we shouldn't have burned through all that because uh, now nobody's catching. Anything. <laughs>
2: Nothing for a while. Yeah. It, it, was, um, it
0: was it was excruciating.
2: Yeah, that's how it had been every day. Yeah, outside of the second day. The second day we kind of caught them, you know, somewhat consistent all day. Uh, but yeah, that that last day it was it was brutal, you know. Catching 12 pounds real early like that. I was like, dude, these are the days that you've got to have to win one. No doubt. I was rolling through my mind trying to, you know, temper those emotions a little bit. But then, when you go four or five hours without a bite, you start second guessing everything. It's
0: creeping in a little bit. We and we saw that through live and and listen, live's not only just about watching guys blast a bunch of bass. For us, it's I love watching the decision making. I love watching the techniques, obviously, but I love the story. I love the storyline. I like watching, you know, how people overcome that that adversity in the back of their mind, like creeping in. Because I've been a tournament angler since I was a kid. And those thoughts happen 19 different times during every day. Even if you got 25 pounds, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it enough? Is it not enough? I don't yeah. know. And especially if you're not getting bit, you're like, I don't know. I, maybe I gave this thing away. And you yeah. can tell late with you for sure uh, that was the case. But we were sitting there watching the uh, way live tracker going, yeah, he doesn't have anything to worry about. Uh, but three more hours after we went off live of fishing, we didn't know how that was going to shake. So, Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, what's be- funny? What's funny is not – Not two minutes after I gave the camera guy away. Yeah, I could still see the boat. We want we caught like six in a row. Really? Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, that's I mean he was
0: catch that was I was gonna ask that you did catch more after live.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't I may I might might have made one or two little calls. Nothing major, but yeah, we caught a lot of fish that evening. Okay.
0: Uh, So it did fire up and Of course, we missed it. Of course, see Brad Fuller. That's why we got to go live till three p.m. That's what I say. Let's just do the whole thing. No. Uh, cat and I can we can sleep when we're dead. We'll we'll just go live all day. I'm here for it. Um, so I, I'm gonna I want to end with this. I want to ask you this because before we went we uh, we hit the big red record button here. You said, man, I didn't even know I knew this many people. You know when you when you light up the the fishing world, you've heard from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Who's the What's the most surprising? But like, have you heard from like a, a, a one of your fishing heroes? Have Have you been surprised that somebody was like, "Hey, Will Harkins, I'm watching and congrats." Have you been blown away by like one specific?
2: Man, this has been. Right I haven't even been through them all, so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but yesterday I did get a little a little geeked out. Uh, you know, we were staging for uh the top ten. And Kyle Welcher was behind me. I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go meet him. Yeah. So I got a little. I, I did go a little geek oh, out. Yeah, uh, man. So. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, and then he came up uh, after you know the trophy and all. So that was that was cool. I mean, just so many of them. Uh, the West Logans, Kyle Welchers, Todd Goads. I mean, uh, David Williams. All these guys came up, and I'm like, you know,
0: shit a little bit. <laughs> yeah kind of make make you're floating around a little bit like is this really happening right yeah. now?
2: that's man
0: i that, that makes that does my heart good hearing that that's awesome uh west logan actually I, I made a post about you know kind of wrapping up the event that you had won and west logan said that young man's gonna be taking our money for a long long time and i'm like i consider west logan a young man so it's <laughs> yeah. funny to hear him say that i guess he's now he's now getting old oh, uh yeah. West logan but but uh it's got to make you feel good man Got the year going again, and uh, n- not to put any pressure on you, though, because uh, you are now, this would be your fifth top 10 in a row with a win. But Todd Goad, um, he made it seven top 10s in a row. Yeah. came back to play again in 2024, and this, this year, uh, all you newcomers to the MPFL, you might not be newcomers to professional bass fishing, but you better watch – Will Harkins and Todd Goat this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got about forty years to catch up to him, though. So, man, he, he, he got some time.
0: He's fishing out of his mind right now. I've known Todd for a long, long time, and he's a veteran, veteran tournament angler. And dude, he is just making all the right moves, and it's it's fun to watch. But he he texts oh, yeah. me last night. He goes, "Hey, Duncan, in case you're not uh, uh, paying attention to the stats, that's seven top tens in a row." <laughs> I said, "I'm watching Todd." Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I think everyone is.
0: Oh no doubt, man, because. It was so strange not having him in the top 10 on camera most of the event, you know, which we had him day one on a bonus cam, but just because last year was just the Todd Goad show uh, for the most part, but he's right back in the saddle. Uh, Any, any, uh, predictions for lake Amistad before we before we go you got uh obviously i'd say that you haven't been there very many times it's not uh you can't get there from my house in tennessee i know you can't get there from georgia it's a long ways but any thoughts going into that at all or have you started prep
2: no i haven't done anything for it um i mean just off the top of my head early march texas probably going to be some sort of spawn tournament I hate the spawn. I hate bed fishing. I hate (laughs) largemouth. So
0: uh any wins. wins. I'm gonna play this clip (laughs) back if you win. (laughs) Yeah. You also hated cranking in muddy water. Uh yeah. Days ago, bud.
2: (laughs) I know. I just want to throw a drop shot around, you know. know. Offshore, you know. Yeah, this is all all new to me. So uh yeah, I don't know. I don't have very high hopes for that one. Um but we'll see. I guess there's only twenty five people, so the worst I can do is twenty fifth. Uh so I'm excited to get there. Kinda not for the drive, but to get there. Um so it's about twenty hours or so from here. The poke. Yeah, it is. It is. Um uh, but I don't know, it'll be a cool atmosphere, you know. That just twenty five guys. I think they've got a lot of stuff planned. So I'm excited just for the atmosphere more than anything.
0: It's gonna it's gonna be a really good week and I mean 25 guys you get paid for showing up no entry fee and it's a one in 25 chance at 100k again two yeah. terms in a row my money's on will harkins don't tell all the other guys i said that but my money's on will harkins will harkins i appreciate you tell everybody where all the low lifers, if you were not following this young man a shame on you but go ahead give them where they can find you on all the social medias
2: yeah for sure uh will harkins and will harkins fishing instagrams uh facebook um I've got a guide page, uh, uh, getfishingguide.com. None of that Snapchat or TikTok stuff. Uh, I need to think about YouTube a little bit, but uh, yeah, for now, that's the scoop.
0: Okay. Y'all go follow me, and uh, Will, I appreciate you taking time out to do this. Will Harkins, everybody.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
0: All right. That's all she wrote with Will Harkins. I appreciate him taking time out of his schedule. I know his phone's been blowing up, and he got right back with me about doing some LBL and uh, I'm sure it hasn't even really sunk in yet what all he has accomplished. But it, it's he's a humble young man, but he's he is fishing with a confidence that is completely, completely terrifying. The only thing I can compare it to right now is is like the Kyle Welcher run or Todd Goad when it comes to the MPFL. Dude is he's he's just fishing free, making all the right decisions. And he's twenty two years old and a great young man to boot. So, uh, definitely a face and name you're going to want to remember in the sport of bass fishing for many years to come. And I hope that, uh, you low lifers enjoyed that as much as I did each and every week. I enjoyed y'all know that I absolutely love getting to do this. And, uh, because of, of of getting to meet people like a Will Harkins, I man, I've made so many lifelong friends through this deal. Whether it's actual, you know, low lifers or professional anglers, so many others. Um, such an awesome experience here, each and every week. And I'm thankful y'all tune in. Bassmaster Classic is coming up. It's coming up. Mark it on your calendars if you're going to be around Tulsa. So am I. So am I. We will be hanging out at the Hunt Club. That's where it's going down, the Hunt Club, Saturday night of the Classic. I don't even know the date. I think it's like the 20-somethingth of March. But we're planning a big throwdown, so you better be there. Lots of announcements going to go on that night, planning some big things, and it's going to be a packed house. I'll assure you of that if it's anything like the last few LBL Live 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 Lives have been. And uh, I'm bringing the big guns this year, so you're going to want to – Make plans early, ladies and gentlemen. Looking forward to that. All right, I'm going to take you out with some Bluxy Blues, and then I'm going to see you all next week. Oh, ABT this week, Alabama Bass Trail, down there at uh, Lake Jordan, the Alabama Bass Trail Team Series South Division. Got two ABTs back-to-back, busy, busy, but all good in the hood, all fun as well. But uh, you all tune in, Alabama Bass Trail on Facebook, and on their website there with Miss K. And I will see y'all next week.
1: I never could make it last. Spanish moss Civil War ghosts, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in red. This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare just a white line to getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Yeah. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. I'll oh. over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.